0: welcome to our class on chassidus we're going to be learning a beautiful chassidic discourse from the rebbe the name of the chassidic discourse is called arba rosh hashanim four heads of the year and the rebbe said this chassidic discourse on wednesday the 15th day of the month of Shvat, in the year Tafshin lamed aleph 51 years ago the rebbe went on to certify and edit this chassidic discourse in honor of two in the year Tafshin nun aleph 31 years ago So again, the Hasidic Discourse is based on a Mishnah in the tractate of Rosh Hashanah, where the Mishnah opens up and it says, Arbar Rosh Hashanim. There are four heads of the year. What are they? One is the first day of the month of Nisan. So that's the Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year for kings. And then you have the Rosh Hashanah on the first day of the month of Elul, which is the Rosh Hashanah for tithing for the animals. And then you have Rosh Hashanah on the first day of the month of Tishrei. And that is for Shemitah and Yoivol to count the uh, sabbatical year and the Jubilee year, and also for the produce from the ground. And then you have, the Mishnah says, the fourth Rosh Hashanah is the Rosh Hashanah, and the Rosh Hashanah for the Rosh Hashanah, for trees, fruit from the trees, according to the opinion of B'shamayi however, Beis Hillel argues and he says that the Rosh Hashanah for trees is not on the first day of the month of Shvat, but it's on the 15th day of the month of Shvat. and the Halacha, the Jewish law, goes according to Beis Hillel so the Rebbe asks a very, very simple question why is it that all three Rosh Hashanahs the one from the month of Nisan the one from the month of Elul and the one from the month of Tishrei is when on the first day of the month and the one for the month of Shvat is on the 15th day of the month that's question number one. To 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 answer the question, Rebbe says, based on, we know it's brought down in many, many places in Chesedus, that the connection of the three festivals, Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot, is connected to the 15th day of the month. Pesach, we know, is on the 15th day of the month of Nisan. We'll skip over. Sukkot is on the 15th day of the month of Tishrei, and Shavuot is 50 days after the month of Pesach. So it's connected to the 15th of the month of Nisan now why is it that it's connected to the 15th day of the month because on the 15th is the completion of the moon and the 15th represents the completion of the jewish people since we count and we're compared to the moon like it says in the talmud so therefore you must say that this that most of the rosh hashanahs and according to be shamai all four rosh Hashanahs. Is on Rosh Chodesh, the beginning day of the month. No, it's not the fifteenth. Um, when knows when the when the moon is actually born, because since the moon then is a dot. Why? Because what's Rosh Hashanah mean? Rosh Hashanah means it's the beginning. So in other words, it's the beginning of what's going to follow afterwards. So knows even though it's the first, because that's the beginning, and it's going to lead on to whatever goes on to afterwards. Or whatever it's Rosh Hashanah for. So if that's the case, that we're, the four Rosh Hashanahs are just because of the beginning of what's going to follow afterwards, so why Rosh Hashanah Elam for the trees is on the, on the 15th? Why isn't it also on the 1st? So Rebbe says we're going to understand this based on what it's brought down in many places in this that the reason why all the festivals of Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot is established when you gather in the produce from the field, in other words we know the holiday of pesach the torah tells us in the time of aviv time when the the barley is finished and then we know the holiday of Shvot is because the holiday when they cut cut the cut the wheat and the holiday Sukkot is when they gather it in in other words so we're talking about on a physical level the physical gathering of the produce but we know it's brought consider this it's not only talking on a physical level it's talking on a spiritual level gathering of the spiritual energy And what's the spiritual energy? It's the Jewish people. Because we know that the Jewish people refer to the idea of the produce. Like it says in the prophets, Ko Yisrael HaShem, the Jewish people are holy unto HaShem, and the prophet says, We're recall the beginning of the produce. So we have a connection on a spiritual level. Now that's why the holidays have to be when the produce is finished, and when it's being gathered, a matter of fact, we actually create the extra month to make sure that it's lined up with the gathering of the produce, because everything on the materialistic level comes from a spiritual level. So, based on this, Rebbe says we can say that's why Rosh Hashanah for the month for for, for Shvat, which is the month of Elul, for the month with Manshah, which is the Rosh Hashanah for the trees, because what's the idea of the tree? On a physical level, it's a tree, it produces fruit. But what does it mean on a spiritual level? It's Rosh Hashanah for the, for, for, humans, for Adam. We're called Adam, as it says in the Talmud. And we are compared to a tree, like it says in the Torah, "Ki Adam eta sada. That the Adam, referring to us humans, we're like the tree of the field. And that's why Rosh Hashanah for the month, for, for, the month of Shvat is on the 15th, because it has to some kind of spiritual connection with the Jewish people, with the with the with produce that's ready on the 15th. And obviously the question, what is that? And based on, we know that it says in the Talmud, based on the verse, Ki that man is the tree of the field. So the Talmud says, what does that mean, the tree of the field? So it says, if he's a Talmud, chacham, if he's befitting, that's wonderful, you'll eat his fruit. But if not, unfortunately, you can knock it down. But the point is, you see clearly that the Torah, and with the based on the verse of Kiyodah saw Sada, the way the Talmud explains it reference to a Talmud Chacham, so you see that Rosh Hashanah Elon, which is connected to the tree, is connected to the idea of Talmud, learning Talmud, learning Torah. So therefore, when it's, um, and, th- and this that we're compared, so we're, the fact that we're compared to the tree, that's in reference to our, our, the, when we learn Torah. And this that we're comp- compared to racial tfuasa, the, the uh Tfuh from from the earth, you know, the wheat, the barley, etc., that has to do with our spiritual work of doing mitzvahs, like the Rebbe is going to explain at length in this Hasidic discourse. In other words, just to, to make sure we, we get it right. What the Rebbe is saying is like this: there's our avoid, our spiritual work of learning Torah, and that's connected to the tree, the fruit. And then there's our we with doing mitzvahs. That's more connected to the produce of the ground, the wheat, the barley, etc. Now, this that the tree, which is called Eitz sada is connected to what learning Torah. Why is that? Because if you, what does it say? What does it say in the Torah? Ki Adam Eitz Sada. And what expression does it use? It uses the expression Adam. And we know Adam. There's different expressions for people. Adam, Gever, eanoi etc. Et ish. But Adam is associated with intellect. And as I explained many places in Adam and Ish. But Adam is connected to intellect. So you see, Kiya Adam, E-T-A-Sada, that Adam, which is connected to intellect, which is learning Torah, is connected more to the idea of the, the fruit, the tree, the, the trees that produce fruit. fruit. Okay. So, obviously they was going to explain this at length and in depth the difference between mitzvahs which are associated to the produce from the ground the wheat the wheat the barley etc the t'vua and Torah which is connected more to the idea of Elon so Debra explains like this it's brought down in this in many many places the connection between the three festivals Pesach Shavuot, and Sukkot to the times of when the 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 uh, produce from the field is ready so he explains like this what happens in the three festivals? That's when the growth, the spiritual growth of the wheat, is is complete. That's coming through our effort when we go ahead and we do our spiritual work, and we work hard. So, what happens on the three festivals? We have the benefit. We have the end product of our spiritual work. And Rabbi explains like this, based on what it says um, in the prophets of Zerateli Beares, so that you're going to plant to me in the earth. So there's physical planting in the earth, but then there's a the spiritual planting. What are you planting in the earth? So planting in the earth is referring to when the neshama, our soul, comes down into this world, which is again the spiritual twa, the spiritual planting, and it comes down into this world. It comes down in the neshama, It's a part of God. It comes down into the body. It comes down into the animal soul. And it's specifically even worse when it comes down into exile. So the planting on a spiritual level is referring to the and the soul, coming into our body, into our animal soul, and coming, getting involved, unfortunately, in Gullahs. Now, why do we come down, why doesn't the Neshamah come down into the body and into the animal soul, into Gullas? Because the whole intent is, not, God forbid, to, the Neshamah should have a downgrade. If the purpose is for the Aliyah, for the upgrade, it's going to be afterwards it's going to be much greater. Just like when you plant seeds into the ground, what happens when you plant a, a seed? The seed rots. But why do you want the seed to see the rot? Because after it rots, there's growth. And the growth is much greater than before. You don't plant a seed that should rot and get back the same, nothing, or get back the same thing. The goal is to get much more. The same thing also, when the Shama comes down to this world, it comes into the body, it comes into the animal soul, and it gets involved in exile, and all the challenges and tribulations of exile is so that there should be a tremendous benefit afterwards. In other words, besides the fact, in other words, <clears throat> You know the growth comes how does the growth happen when the neshama comes down to this world it comes down when we learn Torah and we do mitzvahs that is the planting that we're doing so our avoid of planting is the neshama that came down to this world when the neshama despite it being in a body despite it being an animal soul despite it being an it learns Torah and does mitzvahs the, the 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 produce that it produces is far much greater than before it came down to this world in other words Besides the fact of planting the Neshama down into this world, that Hashem brought the Neshama down into this world, but we have to do our part. Hashem planted the Neshama here, but we have to do our part. What's our part? What's our planting? Our planting is learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. In other words, through the fact that the Neshama came down to this world, and especially in the times of exile, but nevertheless we learn Torah and we do mitzvahs, which we know, what's learning Torah and doing mitzvahs in this world? What's it called in Kabbalistic language? It's called the skafia. Practicing restraint and not doing what we want is Not only restraint, but we're actually doing what Hashem wants. We, when we we practice skafia and is when we practice restraint and transformation by learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, despite when it's hard, by by doing that we create a tremendous growth. Which the growth is, we're drawing down much greater, powerful energies for the neshama, much greater than before it came down to this world. Now, the fact is, that's amazing. We're learning Torah, we're doing mitzvahs. We're, we're, the neshama is going to a higher level. So ever says, to be clear, so why don't we see it? So the re- revelation of the growth, we're going to see when Mashiach comes. When Mashiach comes, we're going to see all the growth that we accomplished in, in Galus. We don't see it now. You want to see it? When Mashiach comes, you're going to see it. However, there's a ray there's a some kind of taste of it we are shown when on the three festivals on the three festivals of pesach shavuos and sukkahs we get to experience some of that success of the avoid of our spiritual work and gulas um through learning Torah and doing mitzvah has it happened it happens on all the three festivals never explains in the first festival which is called Chag the holiday of pesach so what happens then that's when we have the growth of planting the wheat. sa'irim, the barley, the barley. What does sa'irim mean? Sa'irim is the level of Yiraz Hashem. Why? Because that's the first gate. The first gate to enter into a relationship with Hashem that reaches Chachma Yiraz Hashem. The first thing is Yiraz Hashem. The first thing is being of Hashem. In other words, if you want to cleave to Hashem, the gate of entry, there's different levels. There's learning Torah and doing Mitzvahs and loving Hashem. But the first gate of entry, you have to be in of Hashem. And that's why Sa'ira is actually comes from two words, Sa'ir, Hay, which means, Sa'ir uh, comes from the word the Shar, the gate, Shar, the gate, and the Hay is referring to the lower level of Yudke which is Malchus, and it was the first gate to go into the relation with Hashem is Yurus Hashem. When is that revealed to us? That is revealed to us right on the holiday of Pesach and the holiday of Matzos. That's the first festival. The second festival is the Chaldea Shvot. What, what happens on Chaldea Shvot? That's when the, the wheat, um, uh, 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 um uh, blossoms, which is the, which is the food that humans eat. Adam, that we eat. What is that referring to? On a spiritual level, that's referring to the Torah, because we know on Shavuot we receive the Torah. As it says in the Torah, Zois Torah, so Adam. So on, on Shavuos we re- we reveal the level of Torah. And that's why there was this very fascinating that what's what's wheat called? It's called Chita. Now Chita is made up of three letters: Ches, Tess, and Hey. Ches numerically is eight. Tes is nine. So nine and eight is seventeen. And Hey is five. Seventeen and five is twenty-two, which is which twenty-two represents the twenty-two letters that the Torah is written in. We know we have the twenty-two alphabets. So we see Chita is connected to twenty-two letters of the Torah. And that's also, it's brought down to Chassidus in many, many places. That's the connection between Atzeris, Shavuos, and the fruit from the tree. In other words, because we know on, on a, on a, on a terrace, you, you um, uh, we, we have, we have the, the, the fruit from the tree, because, because, the, because Chita, as we mentioned before, it's a, it's a type of, a, a type of a, a, of a tree, according to one opinion, according to Yehuda, which is referring to the, um, uh, connect to us, as we said, ki Adam eats us and on Chagashuas, Nahalaya Shuas, we receive the Torah, Teres Adam. So you see there's a direct connection between Shuas, when we see the Torah, the, the growth, and the 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 end result of our work our work with learning Torah now us to says like this since what's the connection with Chita it's because it's a it's a type of a tree and that's only according to one opinion and even according to that opinion it's a mean you know it's not a complete tree because so in other words so therefore Torah It's connected to to, to wheat, but it's it's only, not the ultimate in Torah. It's Torah, which is connected to mitzvot. So in other words, like this. The first holiday of Pesach is connected to Yerush Hashem. The second holiday of of Shavuos is connected to Torah, but not the ultimate in Torah, but Torah, the way it's connected to mitzvot. Torah, the way it's a mitzvot to learn Torah. But then there's something which is even higher. Torah in itself, which is higher than mitzvahs, and that's the ultimate of, of, a, of a human being. Zayi's Torah Adam. Now, Adam. This is the Torah of Adam. Adam is all about learning Torah, which that's more connected specifically with Peyros Elon, not a Mina Elon. So Shulis is connected to Mina Elon, according to one opinion, but it's not an Elon itself. It's a, it's as a tree. In other words, it is Torah, but Torah is a mitzvah. But then there's the ultimate of learning Torah. So we see so far there's three levels. There's a level first of of Yiras Hashem. Then you have the level of Torah, which is more connected to a mitzvah. And then you have the ultimate in Torah, which is connected more to two bishvat, and that is 100% learning Torah. So you see there's two levels in Torah. What does that mean? And Derbe explains as follows. And by introduction, he says as follows. knows this, that when a person learns Torah, and a person does a mitzvah, what do we say? It's called planting. Why? Because you, you, there's plenty of other things to do. So you have to learn. You have to pull yourself away from the world. You have to focus. When you're doing a mitzvah, you're not doing something else. You're doing the rocks and Hashem. So it's work. You're planting. Now, why is it called planting, where you're learning Torah and doing mitzvah. It's never explained. For two reasons. One reason is because when a person learns Torah, and when a person does a mitzvah, what you're doing is you're transforming your body. You're, 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 you're refining your body and your animal soul, because the body is not interested in learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, the animal soul was shown not interested in learning Torah and mitzvahs. So as you train your body and your animal soul to learn Torah and do, doing mitzvahs, you're literally transforming it. You're elevating it. Now, what happens when you elevate the body and the animal soul? What, you, what gets revealed that the source of the body and the animal soul is higher than the source of the godly soul. Just like literally, when you plant, what happens when you plant? So the so the seed gets. It falls apart, but the wheat and everything that grows afterwards it shows that you woke within the earth. That was, if you didn't plant anything, the earth would be, would be just flat. It would be nothing. But by planting, you're awakening with it the power to grow. So the earth, if you do nothing, it's not going to grow anything. But when you plant, it grows. The same thing also, when we learn Torah and we do mitzvahs, we awaken the source of the animal soul. We awaken the source of our body, which is higher than the godly soul so that's one reason why it's called zaria. it's called planting again because when you learn Torah and you do mitzvahs you're awakening the source of the of the body and the source of the animal that's one reason the second reason is because when a person learns Torah and a person does mitzvahs so <clears throat> why does a person learn trying to do mitzvahs there's only so far you're going to go intellectually and emotionally but the reason why you're doing it you want to just do the will of hashem hashem wants you to learn Torah. Hashem wants you to do the mitzvah, so you are doing the will of Hashem. Like, for example, when we when we do a mitzvah, what do we say? We make a blessing. Hashem sanctifies us with the mitzvah. It's He commanded us. He instructed us. So why am I doing? I am doing it because it's an instruction of Hashem. What's that called in Hebrew? It's called bittul of kabbalah soil. You're totally willing to accept whatever Hashem asks you to do, and that's exactly what happens when you plant. Why? How does a seed take root in the ground when it rots? Meaning, that it gives up its own identity because the seed remains strong; it doesn't rot. You're not going to grow anything. So the seed has to be willing to give up its own identity, becomes a nothing, and from there you can have beautiful produce, trees that come out of it. So when it gives up its identity, that's how you have the growth. The same thing also when we're willing to give up our identity of the body and the animal soul, that's how you can develop beautiful Torah mitzvahs. So again, so the Rebbe explains two points. What what the connection between learning, turning, doing mitzvahs, and seed and uh, planting? One is because by learning, turning, doing, mitzvah, doing mitzvahs, you're revealing the source of the body and the animal soul, and the second reason is because what you're doing is you're 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 just accepting what Hashem wants, and you're giving up your own identity. So one is the transformation, and one is the level of acceptance. So based on this, Rabbi says that's why the main growth that happens by the planting is when by learning Torah and Mitzvah is when specifically in the time of Gullus specifically when the lights are off specifically when we're in exile and we don't want to learn we don't want to do the mitzvahs and we do it anyway that's when we have the great, the real growth why? nervous is fascinating because at the times of the temple God was revealed in the times of the God was revealed it was exciting to be a Jew it was exciting to learn Torah everyone was learning Torah everyone was doing mitzvahs Hashem was revealed And when you did a mitzvah, you saw the spark plugs of the mitzvah. So what happened then is, you didn't feel the acceptance, I'm doing what Hashem wants just because Hashem wants. What do you mean? You you saw the reality. It was was, was electrifying to do a mitzvah. Today, it's not electrifying. You're doing it because you're accepting what Hashem wants. So since then, in the times of the Temple, it wasn't, you did a mitzvah, you learned time because it was exciting to do it. So there was no Kabbalah soul there. There was no, there was no acceptance. So specifically in the ngulas, you have the advantage of connecting to Hashem with the level of a true connection of us doing what Hashem wants. Hashem wants versus why you're excited about it. Now, so therefore, the main acceptance of Kabbalah, sir, accepting and doing what Hashem wants not because i see it because i'm doing it. hashem wants it's specifically in times of exile and it step further it says in the times of the heels of mashiach the days we're in right now where it's so dark and so challenging you look around the world different darkness and different struggles and things that are happening um so it's hard you people want to give up but you don't give up and you learn and you do the mitzvah this is the real connection this is you're doing it only because hashem asks you to do it because it doesn't make sense everything tells you just give up it's not worth it but when you continue to learn you continue to do mitzvah specifically now this creates the greatest connection up until the point rebbe says that in, in the time of Gullus, and specifically in the time of exile in the time of ikris it's literally hazoyerim bedima we plant we learn terry, We do mitzvah we sometimes we cry why are we even doing this but what's going to happen is the verse finishes up when we're going to have to see when mashiach comes what we what we did now we're going to have the greatest joy so the harder it is to do it and again like jeff says now in gaul is mixed with mashiach we're going to have the greatest possible reward that's going to be later on so now goes now a step further and he says something very powerful and he says like this we know it's known the difference between learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. I know what's the difference. When a person does a mitzvah, so let's think about a mitzvah. Hashem commanded us to do a mitzvah. What's a mitzvah? A mitzvah is a command to us, human beings, do this mitzvah there's 248 positive commandments, and don't do, the 365 negative commandments. So, which is a total of 613. So, every one of the 613 commandments, the 248 positive, and the 365 negative, is a commandment to us to do. So, the commits us given for us to do. Torah, on the other hand, Torah, the Torah of Hashem, the Torah is the Word of Hashem. You learn Torah, you're learning the Word of Hashem. Which is, in our language, we call it chachmas Baruch baruchu. It's the inflect of God, but in order for us to comprehend it, so God watered it down, so to speak, that we can understand it. But what Torah is, Torah is the Torah of Hashem, the Chachma of Hashem. Hashem watered it down so we can comprehend it. Our, our, our minds are finite, so that's the basic. That's the basic difference. Mitzvahs are commandments to us to do. And Torah is Torah Hashem. In other words, so based on this, that Torah is Torah Hashem. Mitzvahs are for us to do. So based on what the Rebbe says, the two ideas that we just spoke about—the planting. When you do a mitzvah, which means you are transforming your body and your animal soul, and by that you are bringing in the source of the body and the animal soul and the acceptance, the Bittu, the acceptance of Kabbalah soil, where does that apply? That applies mainly by doing mitzvahs. When you do a mitzvah, since the mitzvah was given to us, that transforms our body and our animal soul, and that creates an acceptance within us. However, with Torah it doesn't apply. Why? Because when a mitzvah is a command to us to do, so you can say because it was given to us, it was given to us to transform us to transform our body and to transform our animal soul of the person doing the mitzvah and therefore the mitzvah was given for this transformational purpose however Torah which is the intellect of Hashem so how can you say the intellect of Hashem is for a purpose to affect us and the world it's the intellect of Hashem mitzvahs were given to us so it was given to us to transform us Torah is Torah is Hashem now true, the Torah is the Torah, so that's why we're learning Torah. If the Torah is Torah is Hashem, it's the Chachmah of Hashem, so why are we learning Torah? And the answer is because when you learn Torah, it, it does create an effect in the person learning Torah. You sit down to learn Torah, it does affect you. How does it affect you? Because when you sit down and learn Torah, what you're doing is you're creating a transfusion. The most powerful transfusion that exists in this physical world that you're transfusing within to your intellect and into your whole body and your whole exci- your whole emotions and your whole, your whole being. What are you what are you tra- what are you transfusing in yourself? <laughs> the intellect of Hashem, which is above the limits of the world. And when you learn Torah it literally becomes one with you. So by mitzvah transforms you, your body, your animal soul acceptance by learning Torah, it's the Torah of Hashem but what you're doing is every minute every hour that you're learning Torah, every day that you learn Torah you're literally transfusing yourself with Chachmasa inshallah HaKadosh it's the most powerful, infinite transfusion a human can have and that's why it's important to learn every second you have because every second that you're, transform- that you're having that transfusion you're connected with literally the Atzmasa the essence of Hashem Chachmasa Yishol HaKadosh Baruch is coming within you so that's in terms of what learning Torah the same thing applies in terms of mitzvahs the second component what's the second component? you're accepting, Kabbalah Soil which which is the second component of planting in other words, since a mitzvah is a command to a human being (coughs) what does that mean? so Hashem is commanding us to do something if we didn't exist how is Hashem commanding us to do something? So because we exist, even though it's an illusion, but the fact is, on some level we believe that we exist, so therefore the mitzvah recognizes our existence and exa- recognize that, we, that we're that we somebody, and when we, this somebody, fulfills the mitzvah of Hashem, why? I'm just doing what Hashem wants, but I'm doing the positive mitzvah, so I'm just not going to transgress the negative, so I become like a servant that's fulfilling the will of Hashem. Now, So what Rebbe is saying is, but the mere fact, there's a mitzvah telling you what to do, so we're a somebody, and we're doing, the somebody is doing the will of Hashem. However, when it comes to Torah, the Torah is the intellect of Hashem. So we're dealing with the intellect of Hashem, where is there room for us to even exist? Not even in existence of we're accepting Hashem. When you when you're standing from the component of this is Torah, where do we even where do we even have room to to exist there? So therefore, since we don't even exist when it comes to learning Torah, so the completion and the ultimate of learning Torah is you knows when a person is he's just like a conduit for sharing what Hashem has to say. And it's when it comes to mitzvah, I'm doing the mitzvah because I because I'm a, I'm a somebody. Hashem Hashem is commanding me to do the mitzvah I'm doing the mitzvah so I'm a somebody doing the mitzvah however when it comes to learning if you're a somebody what do you mean? it's Hashem's Torah you have to be a nobody you have to just be a vehicle this is what Hashem says literally the Torah is coming through you you're just acting as a humble conduit to receive Torah's Hashem to try to comprehend it and connect to what, what Hashem is saying and that's why because Torah is where you're just a conduit for the powerful Chachmase Baruch Hu, that's why it says in the Talmud, Man Malka Rabbonon. Who are the kings? The kings are the rabbis. What does it mean the kings are the rabbis? We're talking about rabbis that are totally humble to Hashem. They're just sharing what Hashem is saying, not their own ego part. We're talking about real rabbis. Man, who are the, who are the kings, the rabbis? Why? Because when they learn Torah, how are they learning Torah? There's no ego. I say, you say, they're sharing what Hashem has to say. So since they're sharing what Hashem has to say, so they're representing the king, they're representing the king of all kings, they're representing Hashem. And a real rabbi is totally humble. Higher than the humility of a slave. A slave is just somebody, and he's being humble. When you're learning Torah, there's no you, it's just whatever Hashem has to say. Notice their whole existence is the existence of Hashem. Their whole existence is representing the king. Because when a person really learns Torah, when a person learns Torah, you and Hashem become one. Look, The human being, you learn Torah, Hashem, you're one, and you're totally connected as one. Now, even if somebody's not, let's say, in the highest level, and he's just totally sharing what Hashem has to say, however, the main emphasis on learning Torah is it's not about Bittal, you're accepting and you're transforming and you're resisting, on the contrary. The goal is, my understanding should be one with Hashem. What does Hashem want? Totally, account- what does Hashem want? And based on the Shabbat, explains something very, very beautiful, where it says in the Talmud as follows. It says, I'll say it in Hebrew, because it's a famous line, I'll translate it. It says, yilmed adam b'makim shli a person should always learn in a place where your heart desires. So what is it, what is the what is the expression chafitz mean? A person should learn. A person should learn where a place where your heart desires. What does it mean desires? So Gabriel explains chafitz means ratzain the will of Hashem, but the will that has pleasure. The will, you should learn in a place which the will of Hashem with pleasure. So the question is, what do you mean when you're learning Torah? you have to be totally accepting those or someone's as we know even but when it comes to learning Torah, you have to have the acceptance just like a, a servant you have to be accepting the oil the yoke of the Torah and also the the acceptance of the skafia as we know for example that if you learn a hundred times you have to learn 101 times you have to break break, break your 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 tendency but nevertheless even though that's correct You have to accept the yoke of Torah and you have to learn 101 times you have to learn one more than you normally learn but the main point of learning Torah is that the Torah that you're learning and this is powerful the Torah that you're learning that should be your source of tainog that should be the source of pleasure and that should be your life force so in other words what should be your real pleasure What should give you the greatest satisfaction? What should give you the greatest energy? Learning Torah. Why? Because you're connected to the infinite Hashem. And based on the Shem, what's the reason? Because what happens when you learn Torah? You (coughs) You literally, through learning Torah, you become one with Hashem. I mean, it's not you learning Hashem. No, you become one with Hashem. When you learn Torah, think about this. You literally become one with... It's not like you, Torah, and it's Hashem. No, when you learn Torah, you become one with Hashem. The Chochmah of Hashem becomes... You become one with Hashem. Now, what does that mean practically? Just like when it comes to Hashem, the Torah is the pleasure of Hashem. As it says in the prophets, Torah is Hashem loves it. That's the real pleasure of Hashem. So when you learn Torah, and you become one with Hashem, and just like the Hashem, Torah is its pleasure, so when a person is learning Torah, the Torah has to be your pleasure. Now, service so is one second. Wow, that's a very high level. But the fact is, when we learn Torah, how do we learn Torah? You learn Torah with your intellect. As it says, you think, oh, I like this, I like that. So you're using your intellect. But, which is true, but, but in the... In the in-depth of it is that the, the pleasure you're getting from learning Torah is because it's the pleasure of Hashem. It's not my pleasure. Because Hashem is is excited and passionate and loves Torah, and I'm connected to the Torah of Hashem, that's where I'm getting the Tainug from, not my Tainug. It's the Tainug of Hashem. Since we and Hashem become one, and since the Tainug of Torah is Hashem's Tainug, so therefore it becomes our pleasure since we're finite so yeah it looks like the pleasure is coming from our intellect because that's what we use we use speech we use our intellect we use our emotions so it looks like it's coming from there but that's not really where it's coming from it looks like our, our pleasure is coming from our intellect but the real pleasure is coming mostly from hashem so based on this rebbe explains very powerful and he says like this these two components of torah is found in the idea of chita, which is basically the produce from the ground, and Elon, the fruit from the tree. In other words, like this. So it explains like this. Chita, which is wheat, and even according to Pinyar it's a it's a type of a tree, but nevertheless, it's still on the category of uh, from, coming from the ground. So it's referring to, even though the part of Torah, it's Torah which is connected to a mitzvah. In other words, when you're learning Torah on that level, you're learning Torah because you want to fulfill the mitzvah of learning Torah. And then you have the, so that's one component. So there's one component of Torah, yeah, you're learning Torah, but you're learning Torah like a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to learn Torah. On the other hand, you have Torah, which Torah for itself. And that's connected more to the idea of a tree, in other words. And there explains the difference as follows. What is the difference between a tree and wheat? Take, for example, wheat, the Rebbe says, it's something we need to live. Pashachris, wheat is a staple, that's what we use to eat, that, that's, what, that's, what gives us, that's what gives us our life force. On the other hand, what's a tree? A tree produces fruit. You don't need fruit to live. It's actually pleasurable. And not only is it pleasurable, says that even just looking at a tree creates pleasure. Not only eating it. You no, know, when you eat a fruit, it's pleasurable. But just going out to the orchard, looking at the tree, it's also it creates pleasure. And there brings a verse in the, in the beginning of of the, of the, of the Torah. Where it says by, that Hashem planted kol eitz nechmad lamari, planted a tree to what to see. And the Torah says clearly, looking at a tree is nechmad it's enjoyable for looking at it so you we all know going out to nature and looking at the trees being in the trees our chabad beautiful meditation garden now is nice trees you go out to the trees it's very very pleasurable why because the Torah says clearly for for, for trees is not only pleasurable when you eat the fruit but even looking at the fruit and you know this is clear? when you person goes out to the garden you go out for a stroll in the garden whatever type of garden it is place where trees obviously are planted it's pleasurable so, based on this, Rabbah explains why Rosh Hashanah Le Elon, as we said, is on the fifteenth day in the month of Shvat, versus Rosh Hashanah for for vegetables, the things that go from the ground, is on the on the on the on the, on the first day of, of the of the month of Tishrei, on the first of the month. Versus this is on the fifteenth. Why? Even though. Even in vegetables, you have in there wheat, which is, which is, well, things that we eat, which is connected to Torah. So, the number explains very simple, because the, what's drawn down in Rosh Hashanah for vegetables, and even though it includes, um, chit, which is connected to Torah, is referring to mitzvahs. So, in other words, it's referring to learning Torah, how the Torah is connected to a mitzvah. And that's on Rosh Chaydash. However, the what's, what we draw down in Rosh Hashanah for for two, on two shra for the trees that's connected more to the tree where on its own, which is the level of pleasure in Torah. So, in other words, of this, Rabbi is saying it as follows: There's two levels in Torah. There's a level of Torah, Torah for itself. You're connected to the Hashem, and then there's a Torah which is connected to a mitzvah. So, the, the Torah of a mitzvah that's more for a and the Torah, which is more, Torah in itself, that's more for two Bishvat, that's for Rosh Hashanah So Rosh Hashanah is connected specifically to the higher level of Torah, Torah just because. Now. But the fact is like this. Torah is the highest. Cause it's Torah's Hashem. That didn't get watered down. And we learn Torah, we, we, we infuse ourselves with Torah. But the fact is, where the myths come from. All the six hundred and thirteen commandments. that were saying it's on a lower level. She had to transform us, and we're somebody, and we, we we accept it. Where did mitzvahs come from? Mitzvahs come from the Torah. So, in other words, this that we have to observe the mitzvahs, in a way that we're accepting what Hashem wants, just like a servant. Why do we, Why do we? Have, why, do, why should we just do the mitzvahs like a servant? Do do this mitzvah and, do, and refrain because the Torah says. It all comes from the Torah. The Torah says, you should serve Hashem your God. So because the mitzvahs come from the Torah, and we serve Hashem by doing the mitzvahs because it says in the Torah, so, so the ta'inug, the pleasure that's in the Torah, comes into our void of Kabbalah soil, which we do in mitzvahs us as well. So the highest level of ta'inug, yes, is in Torah, but some of that comes into the mitzvah as well. Like the Rebbe brings from the famous Hasidic discourse, from the Rebbe HaShab, in the year Tafri i vav and he explains like this, that this, that a simple servant, and it would not be the simple servant, the, the Master asks him to do something, he's just doing it. But when he's doing it, he's not just doing it like a robot. Even if he's a simple servant, he wants to make sure that the work that he's doing is done beautifully. That his master should enjoy it why if he's a simple servant he should just do it with you know cold passive why is he doing it with passion and the answer is because he does have satisfaction in the work that he does but the satisfaction the pleasure that he has is not his satisfaction or pleasure but because he's totally accepting to his master in other words he doesn't have his own identity whatever he his master asks him to do it he's willing to do it And therefore, he knows that when when he gets, when he does it, his master will be happy, he'll have pleasure. That's his pleasure. His pleasure is his master's pleasure. So the same thing also when we serve Hashem. And we serve Hashem, we're just doing the mitzvahs. So technically, just doing a mitzvah, where's the pleasure? No. There is a pleasure in there the pleasure is the pleasure of Hashem because Hashem told us to do the mitzvah and we do the mitzvah, Hashem takes pleasure from it so when we do it, even though we're not excited and we're not passionate about doing it our passion comes that we're doing what Hashem wants us to do <clears throat> and you could say even in the, uh, the work of Kabbalah Sel we're just accepting doing Hashem wants, is also pleasure, why? because Kabbalah Sel also comes to the Torah because the Torah said you serve God your God so even the avoid of Kabbalah Israel ultimately comes from comes from the Torah. So Rabbis going to explain this a little deeper, and he says as follows: We know the al of Tanya in the Geras Hakodesh, and the uh, the letter that starts with David's Zmir's and he explains like this: All the worlds, the highest, the lowest worlds, all the worlds that exist, is all dependent on literally one nuance of a mitzvah literally one nuance and that's what that the whole world is hanging on it and he gives an example and he gives an example dr gives an example of two things what are the two things one is a sacrifice and the second one is putting on tefillin. so the rebbes father we know is a big kabbalist so he has commentaries on the tanya so he explains like this and he asks a simple question the author, the author writes in Tanya that the whole all the worlds are dependent on a, a nuance of a mitzvah and the author gives two examples sacrifice and, and, and tefillin so he asks simple, why does he use those two examples the 613 commandments so he, he didn't pick he picked specifically two and he picked those two why did he specifically pick those two mitzvahs so he explains like this the his father who was a big Kabbalist he says as follows because every mitzvah does two things it elevates on high and it draws down so you're elevating and you're drawing down or in different kabbalistic terminology the ebb and the flow and he brings from the kutatari, so that's why the reverber's father says he chose those two mitzvahs why because what's a sacrifice a sacrifice is you're elevating the sacrifice on high it's filling you're putting on the film means you're drawing down the energy down here so that's what that's that's what the the Rebbe's father explains on this piece of Tanya. So Rebbe answers a simple question: <clears throat> What is the author writing in Tanya? That the whole world is dependent on the mitzvah, and he gives an example of two mitzvahs. And the father explains it's because it's it's Ratsi veshuv halavam Shacha. How does that help? What does the idea of halah, of amshacha, drawing high and bringing down, have to do with the whole world is dependent on the mitzvah? What's what's the connection? So Gabriel explains as follows, and he says like this. This is what the al writes, that the whole world is dependent on a nuance of a mitzvah that's only an introduction to what the altar is going to explain right afterwards. So by, what does he say right now? That the whole world is dependent on a nuance of a mitzvah. What does he say afterwards? That the whole world, and I'll say it in Hebrew, because it's powerful, and I'll translate it, is batul b'metzius. It's like totally non-existence in reference to, in relation to, one tiny point of Torah. So in other words, when it comes to the whole world of uh, um um the whole the whole the whole the whole world it's dependent on a, a, a detail of a mitzvah but he, when it comes to Torah he wants it even d- deeper that the whole world is like nothing nothing compared to Torah in other words <coughs> this that king David says hukecha Hashem your statutes zmirois they were zmirois to me they're songs to me in other words He was praising the Torah, like the author explains. In other words, what was he praising? That all the worlds are nothing but the Messias, they don't exist. Not only it's dependent, like by a mitzvah, in relation to one point in Torah, the world is nothing. Since Torah Torah is Hashem, Torah is infinite, so the world is nothing compared to it. So that's the first point that the whole king david was saying the whole world is nothing compared to one point in the torah where's that revealed how does that play out it play how do we see it practically we see it in a revealed way because based on the fact that the whole world the whole world is hanging on a point of the mitzvah in other words another just like to be clear the main point the author is bringing out is that the whole world is like nothing compared to torah how do we see it we see it based on the fact that the whole world is hanging on the point of a mitzvah in other words when it comes to a mitzvah since the mitzvah is how we should behave in the world so therefore there, there, since we so we have some kind of an existence in relation to the world because the mitzvah, like we explained before the mitzvahs are given to us we exist but when it comes to the world there's nothing that's only reference to Torah when it comes to Mitzvah we exist so fine, so it's hanging on our that we have some kind of a so to speak we have a position but when it comes to Torah there's no position at all now what's the proof that the whole world the whole world is like nothing when it comes to Torah the proof is from the fact that the whole world is hanging on a Mitzvah that we need to do in other words like this this that we say that the whole world is hanging on a nuance of a mitzvah, even a small nuance, it's not because the mitzvah is hanging on it. Because the source is from Torah. Because since the source is from Torah, and when it comes to Torah, the whole world is nothing. So even after the energy comes into a mitzvah, and becomes something which does exist, it's still hanging on the mitzvah. <clears throat> In other words, explain to, just to recap, so we, we go further, he's going to get a little deeper into it. Another thing like this. Torah is Torah Hashem. So therefore, the whole world is nothing. Mitzvah, already, gives a credibility to the world and to us. How do we see the whole world is nothing? Because the whole world is hanging on the mitzvah, which were given to us. That's a proof that Torah, the whole world is nothing. Now, but now he wants to explain that even after the powerful light of Torah comes into the mitzvah so technically the mitzvah is independent but nevertheless the power of Torah is still in the mitzvah even though Torah is much higher a mitzvah is obviously less but the power of Torah is still in the mitzvah so that's why the altar brings the two examples of the sacrifice and filling why and because sacrifice and fill what do they represent like the, like the rebbe's father explains the t- sacrifice is elevation fill is bringing it down <coughs> or another terminology rotzui vishuv in other words the idea of elevation rotzui in a mitzvah what does that mean it's being elevated it recognizes <coughs> their source that the source is entirely which is higher in the world so the idea of elevation is, when you bring, when you do a mitzvah, any mitzvah, the example he uses is a sacrifice, that even though the world looks like it has an independent existence, you have to remember, you have to elevate. Remember, it's all coming from Torah. That's one component. What does it mean drawing down? When you, <clears throat> the way it comes down for us to do the mitzvah, is also to recognize that even when it comes down and, so to speak, it looks like it's independent, the source of Torah, should, of, which is above the world, should also be in the mitzvah. In other words, because the idea of rotsui to remember the source and bringing down the source, so even when it comes down into this world and it looks like it's independent, the the, <coughs> the source has to stay recognized as that's a source for the energy. And like the Rebbe says, like we if you look at any mitzvah that we make a bracha, what do we say? Asher Kiddishonu mitzvah. So on one hand, Hashem sanctified us. V'tzivanu. And He commanded us. In other words, Kiddishonu mitzvah means He sanctified us. And as we're doing a mitzvah, it's a physical mitzvah. But we have to do in We want to elevate it. That's elevating. And as He's elevating us to a high level of kadusha of holiness, the holiness of Hashem, the essence of Hashem. V'tzivanu is bringing it down, bringing down the Hashem into this world. So every time we make a blessing, as a powerful meditation. Hashem, Mitzvah, means you're drawing down the energy. Kedishonu means you're, you're elev- elevating us. Anytime we do a mitzvah, we're getting ready to be a we're getting elevated. We're drawing down the godliness down to this world. Now the reason why we say when we make the blessing on mitzvahs, you know, it's to the mitzvahs that were given to us. We say, Kedishonu Mitzvah, because even after he commanded us, and we, so to speak, are independent, but nevertheless, Kiddishonu, we have to remember that the mitzvahs are Hashem. And what type of Hashem? Kiddishonu, the way Hashem is totally elevated from the commandments. So you see clearly that when it comes to Torah, and it comes to mitzvahs, Torah obviously is in a higher level, mitzvahs way comes down, but the goal is you want to have bring down the Torah into this world, and you want to elevate this world on high. You always want to have that powerful connection. And that's why, <clears throat> when a person learns Torah, and you learn Torah just because you're connecting to the transfusion of Chachmas what you're actually doing is, you're drawing in that powerful Tainuk, that powerful pleasure, even in the simple work of accepting the yoke of Hashem, which, which you do by, by mitzvah. So it's not just when you're learning Torah, you, you're having the transfusion. But the goal is even when you're doing a simple mitzvah, and you're doing a mitzvah you're not in the mood of doing, you're also drawing in the pleasure into, into the mitzvah. Why? Because this, that when a person does a mitzvah, and you do it because you're accepting the yoke of Hashem, you're doing the mitzvah of Hashem the King. You know, the servant is not the master. You're you're accepting the master. Why is that? And why do you need a tainug? Because the whole intent of doing mitzvahs is the mitzvah that Hashem commanded us to do. That Hashem wants us to be an independent person that does not have a pleasure in godliness. Others would be a robot, but nevertheless, we should be we should be willing to accept Hashem. Hashem wants us to be independent, but He wants us to accept Him but so that creates there's no there's no excitement because i'm just accepting but when a person draws in torah which is higher than the commandment of a person and you bring in drawing torah into the commandments and into the avoid of just accepting like the torah says we, have vanta, we should serve hashem so what do we experience and what do we feel this that we are independent which is totally separate the reason why we are independent is to fulfill Hashem's dream and Hashem's intent and Hashem's wish. And when a person practices the acceptance of a, a Kabbalah soul, doing what Hashem wants, and not only doing it, on every part of you, in other words, the reason why I'm accepting is I'm, it's not about me, I'm accepting. Because I want Hashem's dream and will to be, to be fulfilled. So therefore, my existence is not a contradiction to the pleasure of Hashem. Why? Because my whole existence, as an independent is, you only know, have my existence to fulfill Hashem's dream. So based on this, the explains very powerful what we explained before from the Rebbe Ashab from Tafri Yishamach Dov, where he explains that this, that a servant, a simple servant, he puts in an effort, that has worked even though he just to say he's just doing he's doing a job he has a, he's not even he doesn't even know what he's doing why he's doing it but he's doing it he wants to be beautiful he wants his master to be happy and he has pleasure by doing his work because the pleasure is the pleasure of his master why in other words the question is very simple what connections a servant have to the master and how does he even feel the master's pleasure to make it beautiful etc? What's the connection? And the answer to it explains is very, very simple. And also he explains it the way it's in the nimshal, and we will understand the way it's in the parable. In other words, this that he's willing to accept. Why is he willing to accept? Because the Torah says, Vavadetem. The Torah says you should do what Hashem wants. And why is he doing it to fulfill the intent of Hashem? That Hashem went ahead and, and created that symptom and he can so that um we should exist to command us to do what his to, to do to make a deal with so the So that the whole intent of doing what we do, learning Torah and doing mitzvahs that's the will of Hashem, that's the Rats and Hashem. So since we're connected to Hashem because what Hashem wants, so therefore we feel. The pleasure of Hashem. And that's why, even though we're sometimes not in the mood to to learn and to do mitzvahs, but since we ultimately know that Hashem wants us to learn Torah and wants us to do mitzvahs, and that gives Hashem pleasure, that gives us pleasure as well. So even in simple acts, that we're not necessarily excited, and we don't see the light, we don't see the reason, but we know this is what Hashem wants us, that gives us tremendous tiny and pleasure in our avoidance. So based on this, Torah brings us back full circle and says like this, that's why, when is Rosh Hashanah Elon, New Year for the trees. And we said New Year for the trees resembles Torah for its own right. It's on the 15th day in the month of Shvat. Why is it on the first? Because what does the tree represent? The tree represents Torah. And on this day of Tuba Shvat, which is a very, very powerful day, we, we, there's drawn down a very, very powerful energy. And it creates tremendous possibilities for the whole year for learning Torah. So two is a day to connect and reconnect and commit and reconnect in learning Torah. That our learning Torah should be with proper diligence and, and consistency and effort and toil and commitment. But more importantly, the Torah that we're learning, we should learn with Tainug, with real pleasure, not physical pleasure, real godly spiritual pleasure, and with, with vitality. Because we, as we learned before, Elon is, is pleasurable. Whether you're eating it or you're just looking at it. So our learning Torah on Tubashvat, and we have in Tubashvat, we get the energy for the whole year to learn Torah with pleasure. And as we know, that all the four Rosh Hashanahs, they're all connected one to the other. So it's possible that it says that on Rosh Hashanah elon which is more connected to, to Torah. We have the, the, the possibility to create energy for all our spiritual work, which happens on all the other three Rosh Hashanahs that should be done with Tainug. So Rosh Hashanah for Elon is Rosh Hashanah for learning Torah. But more importantly, learning Torah with Tainug and Rosh Hashanah for Elon, Rosh Hashanah and Tubashat. We get the pleasure for all the, for all the, for Rosh Hashanah for the whole year. Like he, like, like, like we learned before, am I learning Torah? What happens is, you learn with Tarotan, even our work of Kabbalah, so accepting is done with Tainug. And that's why Rosh Hashanah for Elon, Tubashvat, is on the 15th day. What's the 15th? That's when the moon is complete. Not like the other three, which is on Rish when it's only a dot. Why? Because this, that, the, that Rosh Hashanah is on a dot, that represents what? What's a dot? Bittel, acceptance. However, Rosh Hashanah Lilan is all about tainug, and Tainug is all about pleasure, and especially the tainug, the pleasure of Taira. And that's why Rosh Hashanah for the Elon is only on the 15th. Because that's complete, ultimate in Tainug. So now we see why Rosh Hashanah Lenal is specifically on the 15th day, because it's referring to Taira and Taira Tainug. And the uh, Tubashra, we have the power to have tainug for the whole year for or for everything that we do. And ever it off and he says like this. And we add in our work, in our spiritual work, and specifically in learning Torah, and to the point that our Torah, when we sit down to learn Torah, we do it with tremendous pleasure and with vitality of the person learning Torah, and especially learning and spreading Chassidus, like we're doing here, we're learning Torah, we're spreading Chassidus, chassidus and in, it's because in Torah itself, Chassidus is the Tainug of Torah, Pneumius of Torah is the pleasure of Torah, so we'll also have um, the Rosh Hashanah for kings um, on, on, on the highest level that we're going to see that all the Jewish people are children of kings. And more than that, the Rebbe says, we're actually kings itself, like it says in the Zoya. B'nai Yisrael, Yoyzim, Yad Rama, the Jewish people are going to go out with an outstretched hand like it's appropriate for kings. And who? how are we going to leave? Through David, who's going to be the king, Messiah. And as the prophet says, V'avdi, David, Melech, Aleim, our servant David, is going to be the king over them. And it's going to happen. Derba says, V'geula, Hamitis, V'ashlema. With the redemption, which is going to be true and complete. And the Rebbe finishes off, BeKarev Mamet should happen very, very soon and very, very quickly. So obviously this is a very, very powerful and great Hasidic discourse, especially in honor of Tu Bishvat. It's a great Hasidic discourse to remind us the power of learning Torah and the way to learn Torah, Torah doing it right, that will be the source of the greatest pleasure. And we'll have the greatest pleasure not only in learning Torah, but in mitzvahs and in everything in our life. And like Dervis finishes off and said, and we'll have the blessing of the coming of Mashiach and God willing, our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Eir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.